0: Check the program. 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 Check the
1: program. Welcome to Check the Program, a podcast by a group of passionate arts lovers who saw a desperate need for arts coverage and decided to do something about it. I'm Amanda Farrell
2: I'm Brianna Bach.
0: I'm John Thruffall. I'm Tim Ford.
2: So today we're going to be talking about what we saw at the Spark Festivals this year. Um, we're going to introduce uh, someone new to the group, Tim. And then we're going to talk about what's been going on.
0: But before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that Victoria occupies the traditional territories of the Lekwungen-speaking and Coast Salish peoples, including what is now known as the Esquimalt and Songhees First Nations. As settler people, we have the privilege to live, work, and create on these lands, and much of the art we're discussing has also been created and performed here.
1: So thanks, John. And we do have a new guest with us. Hello. Hi.
3: It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: So that voice belongs to Tim Ford. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we put a... Couple Put out a call through social media uh, for any BIPOC reviewers who might be interested in joining our team, and we had a few responses. And uh, Tim Ford was one of the people who responded to us. Uh, and Tim, we had read some of your work uh, when you were reviewing
3: shows during the Fringe last year, yeah. and uh, we got together and chatted. And here you are. That's right. Yeah, I, uh, I only moved to Victoria last year in August, and uh, I wrote an email to Monday Meg and said, I'll, I'll do a bunch of fringe reviews for you for free. And basically, it was like, it was enough offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> and uh, it's been a delight settling into the community here. Uh, I'm very excited to see what other productions I can see once, uh, you know, the time is right again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're coming out of uh, Calgary. Is that, is that right? That's right. Uh, I moved here from Calgary. Yeah. I worked uh, in the theater industry in Calgary for uh, pff, just about a decade, it feels like um it
1: feels like or it was <laughs> you know it's it's there's a brief oh. period of time
3: in uh 2010 to 2013 when i was in toronto but uh yeah other than that i graduated in oh boy now now i'm really going to start dating myself 2009 uh from the university of calgary with a ba in english and a minor in drama um did a bunch of work there with like clem martini working on plays and stuff and then decided i would make my way in the big city in Toronto uh loved it it is an exorbitantly expensive place to live in which is why I went back to Calgary Uh, and then kept going west and found my way out here just last year yeah
1: so how does the theater scene in Victoria compare to Calgary
3: uh well I think it's much more intimate uh that is to say Uh, The island as a whole, I think, operates uh, more as a community than just Victoria. You know, you'll see people from Nanaimo uh, and Tofino and things like that. Um, I think the other big thing is that it's a very dedicated community to sort of like the identity that is out here. Uh, Calgary has a more international kind of flavor, I would say, to it. You get a lot of people who are coming out there to study, get their feet wet for the first time uh put on a production partake in a production or two and then they may take their talents and go elsewhere um back to toronto or wherever they may have come from in the first place um but yeah no i think what delights me about uh coming out here is that i think there's a big opportunity for growth out here um i I seem to be coming at a time when there's like a massive population boom out here All these condos going up everywhere and uh, hopefully with that, a lot of talented artists are going to start making their way out here too.
1: So any uh, highlights in terms of stuff you've seen so far since moving here?
3: Uh, Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, most of the stuff I saw was at Fringe, um, of which, you know, there was a ton to really enjoy. Um, Boy, I'm going to have trouble remembering show titles now. I really should have studied up here. (laughs) But a lot of one person works. I remember the uh, uh, summer bucket list was a lot of fun. Uh, Girl Power by the uh, Saltines Mm -hmm. or Salty Broads Mm -hmm. uh, was absolutely great. Um, that was a
1: favorite of our Around This Table, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's
0: interesting, a couple of those we've seen remounts of. Uh, Girl Powers remounted recently. Summer Bucket List just went up for a revamp remount stage reading uh, last week. I yeah, guess was, did anyone yeah. see that? No, it was sold out, both shows, oh, from what i heard. Darn.
2: I heard they got um, actual teenagers to do it this time. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. fresh cast oh. and uh,
0: script revisions as well. So hopefully we'll see that as a fully realized production at some point. Yeah, that's, that's
1: probably a good sign that they're hoping to take it and do more with it, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, one thing we always hear about in Victoria, I think it'd be interesting having you on the team just because you bring an outside perspective. Uh, but one thing we always hear about is that it's hard to find out what's going on in the city. Uh, would you say that's been an issue for you or if you've been, uh, you know, even if you're not getting to stuff, do
3: you hear about what's going on? You know, it's it's so hard to say because I was plugged into the community because I worked with Theatre Scam when I came here. Um, and, you know, it's tough because when you're in the scene, hmm. you hear about more stuff. Hmm. Um when you're out of it is when it's a real test of things and now that i i have i have uh, i'm no longer working with theater scam it was an amicable party i'll just say that <laughs> in case anybody's worried um i'm curious to see how it goes because i i suspect that i'll find it harder to hear about things i'm plugged into a few things like the theater victoria facebook group where a lot of people post things but if you're just somebody who's moved to this city for the first time i suspect you will find it's very tricky to find a centralized kind of resource, uh, where everybody posts their events. You know, there's not really a single place that you can reliably go to and say, this is going to tell me what I can do with my Friday, my Saturday, uh, what I can do with my kids, what I can do with my, uh, partner, that kind of thing, you know? So, um, there's, I think there's an opportunity there uh, that, you know, some like-minded folks could get together and maybe start something like that. And who knows, maybe we will at some point. That would be delightful. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I've got my ear to the ground mm-hmm. uh, is sort of the, the way I'm looking at it. And uh, I'm keen to, to dive in once, uh, once things get rolling. Yeah.
0: We did see uh, fairly recently there was that, uh, well, I'm sure, I don't know, it <laughs> will be happening now. Yeah, that... Uh, it shown up that there's a relaunch of... Uh, that Arts Victoria. Artsvictoria.ca. Yeah. Uh, and I think their ambition is to become sort of a, uh, the one-stop shop for arts activities in the city. We'll see if that happens or not. It's it's something that a lot of people have talked about for a long time. Yeah, it's,
1: that, it? it's that holy grail, yeah. you know. We've, yeah, I mean... Um, John, I'm sure John, you and John talked about it, but we are both ex-Monday folks, and that was the place that you used to go for all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, and it's just so difficult to create that perfect that perfect place to go for yeah. everything. Yeah. So it's, even yeah. Even
0: today, like preparing for this podcast, uh, jumping online to find out who is canceling what and what shows are postponed and everything, I had to look all over the place. Mm. Like there was no one central resource for that. I was looking at Facebook pages, I was looking at social media, I was looking at actual websites for companies. Like it was all across the board. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it just, it takes so much time to gather all that information. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. So Tim was going to kick off uh, his <laughs> reviewing with us with the children's hour at yeah. the Phoenix last yeah. week. Um, Brianna, you were going to go see that for the Martlet as well. Yeah. And uh, that didn't happen. Like, just and <laughs> it didn't happen, like, less than two hours before showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word went out that it was going to be cancelled. So that didn't happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but we did, we did see some spark. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah yeah so, so let's it's... let's start with some some <laughs> <Yeah>. good news because <laughs> I mean what we saw of spark was was great. Um, uh, John, you and I both saw Busted up yeah, a Yukon story um, which was uh, was one of the earlier uh, productions at Spark um, by open Pit theater, which is a company that uh, I think splits its time between here and Whitehorse. Yeah. Uh, Genevieve Doyon and Jessica Hickman's company. Jessica is, of course, from, I think she lives mostly here. And uh, Jean, am I saying that? Jean Jean-Navie, Jean-Navie, jean yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Didn't they do a show at the Fringe last yeah, year? Yeah, they did. The um, animal one? Yeah, they
1: did Trophy t- Hunt. Trophy Hunt. Yes. I really Ooh. enjoyed Trophy Hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That was great. Great. Yeah. Site-specific piece. Yeah. Uh, and uh Jessica, of course, was uh, on deck t- <laughs> to be directing Newsies for CCPA yeah. shortly, <laughs> yeah. which likely won't be happening, yeah. but we'll find out.
1: And uh, I just, as many people know, I was born and raised in the Yukon, so I had very high I am wearing my, my Yukon hoodie tonight. (laughs) Um, I had very high hopes for this show and it didn't disappoint me. Um, it's a piece of verbatim theater. Uh, they went and I think interviewed over like 60 people, um, in eight different communities. It sounded like I read a piece in the TC. Um, it sounded like this, this actual version of the play was based on, I think 35 interviews. Hmm. They whittled it down. Um, And it painted a really interesting picture of the Yukon that didn't overly romanticize it, which I find is can often be the case when people talk about the north Um, because it is a very complicated place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's beautiful and amazing, but it has a lot of like conflicts and interesting juxtapositions. And uh, yeah, this, you know, you had a lot of they obviously talk to a very diverse range of people, young people, old people, um, you know, and lots of indigenous people, new immigrants, old timers, uh, newer folks who had just moved up there who are more like environmentally conscious. And there's a lot of tension between people who've lived there for a long time, who are, you know, more into like resource-based economies and then new people who are not so into that, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and uh, they did a really great job of weaving together all these stories and told a lot of perspectives in just mm.
0: 75 minutes. Yeah, six-person cast, 75 yeah. minutes, multiple characters each, mm-hmm. and uh, they did a fantastic job of putting it all out there. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, from the outside and having never been to the Yukon, it's still on my list of places I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, the variety of voices they were giving us. Like, The New Immigrants was something that I'd never even considered that Yukon would have a bunch of people up there mm-hmm. uh, who are fresh to the country. Like, yeah. that
1: was Relatively new thing. Like when I was growing up there, we had, I mean, I grew up in a pretty, actually it's the third largest community in the Yukon, but not, was not
0: represented <laughs> in this show. <laughs> Just want to
1: say that. Not on this map. Shout
0: out to Watson Lake. Yes,
1: not on here. I, I, it was a Yukon story, not the Yukon story, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> just just have to just have to say that was a yeah, little bit... they
0: really only mentioned like Whitehorse by name I think Dawson was uh, no they but...
1: they mentioned Kino and Faro oh, okay. and yeah, Burwash yeah. and Tesland and Ross River like right. briefly. Not very, like mostly, but Whitehorse, like two thirds of Yukon's population lives in Whitehorse. Sure. Yeah. Kino they mentioned because it was like that big silver mine right. that was like, but it's like all but abandoned now. pharaoh was the mine that they mentioned that um had been shut down and it was, it's like a oh, huge right. ecological yes. disaster right. there okay. now. And uh, Burwash got mentioned, and Teslin is where the, the narrator character is from. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he's like basically one of the only reoccurring characters. Him and and the um, the woman from the Philippines, who right. kind of they're the only two reoccurring characters in the show, yeah. essentially, yeah. which is impressive in itself, right? Yeah. Like, anyway. And they do mention Ross River. That one very funny character from Ross River is like pretty, but yeah, most of most of the time it's it's
0: white horse based. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jessica Hickman did a great job directing. Oh, it. I Just thought the so way too. She had these characters. You know, you've got a, you've got the stage, and you've got six people on the stage, and what are you going to do with them mm-hmm. all? And uh, the way they were working with the set, uh, Michael Gignac's set. Uh, which was reminiscent of both caribou and islands or tundra, I suppose, mm-hmm. with uh, a bleached tree that could also be seen as like an antler mm-hmm. or all sorts of things going on there. And the way she had the cast moving uh, around and through and on top of and sliding down the set, like yeah. it was pretty really great.
1: Yeah, because only one or two people are ever talking, right? Because of the nature of verbatim theaters based on an interview, right? And you'd maybe be talking to one or two people at once, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got to do something with the rest of those people. And yeah, I thought, and there was like that kind of chorus feel to it sometimes. And yeah, they'd be like that one scene where they were all acting as the growing tree and there's some very nice lighting too by uh, Brad Triniman as well. I thought that, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, overall great production and um, sad that more people didn't get to see it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what, two shows, three shows? Uh, I think,
1: yeah, like they, well, they pulled the plug on what, Friday? Friday, so, so three shows of it. Yeah, you know? I mean, it would have closed on the Saturday, yeah. I think, maybe it's, the Sunday. But... You know, it's
0: the kind of show that sparked us so well, mm-hmm. uh, bringing in theater from elsewhere in the country, theater that they want people to see, people, theater that people should see, uh, telling a different type of story than we mm-hmm. get here locally.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I really hope that this piece... Goes elsewhere because the Yukon's such a place that so many people, like you, John, likes. oh, it's a place that you want to go, that mm-hmm. you want to see. Mm-hmm. And this does such a great job of really capturing the essence of it. And I say that as someone who knows the Yukon very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does a really great job. Um, and the, the whole cast was great, but I think my favorites uh, would have been Lisa Gobel and Joel D. Montgrand as the, the narrator. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brenda Barnes, of course, she always, every time she came on stage, um, was just like, she was that big gregarious character. But also had some very challenging scenes to do.
0: Yeah, she wasn't saying nice things in a lot of her scenes. Yeah, Yeah. like,
1: that must have been hard, Yeah, you know, so...
0: Yeah, the only thing I would have liked more of, because I always associate it with the Yukon, is the weather. And I would love to have more sound cues indicating like different types of weather patterns coming in, the mm-hmm. wind whistling through, or the rain coming down, or yeah. something like that. But yeah. like you say, it's a Yukon story, not yeah. the Yukon
2: story. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, Bri- Brianna, you saw... Um, Destiny USA.
2: Uh, that's right, I did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw that at the Fringe last night. Did you see that at the Fringe last I year, too? I did not, no. 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 Okay, no. so Laura Ann Harris, who is uh, previously local, uh, lived in Victoria, and then as we find out in the show, uh, she's moved to the States. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, so, um. oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, no, I didn't see it last, last year at the Fringe, so I was going in totally blind, so, but... As you mentioned earlier, I guess like this does count as a piece of verbatim theater, which I didn't know was really a thing. Hmm. Yeah, because now it's just her telling the audience the story of how she got to work as a sort of relay operator for the deaf and hard of hearing in yeah. America.
0: I like, thought it was pretty a pretty cool concept for a show that she's basically an invisible voice for the hard of hearing. Like she's she's people are typing their messages uh-huh. and she's speaking the words to someone else but she has to she can't censor herself right. she has to say what they say and similarly <laughs> it's not all nice it's not all good yeah, yeah No,
2: there's a scene early on where it's just like someone's racist yeah and it's just like she has to say that
0: hmm.
2: but <laughs> 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 yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then you know
0: wrapped in around there we get a bit of her life yeah yeah. no it's still
2: about like about her mom getting cancer and her her how she met her husband (laughs) no and, and just like the most dorky way possible honestly like true love at an airport (laughs) <laughs> Which is kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah. I no, actually. it's it's like poetry and it's comedy, but it's just like listening in on all these conversations that really resonated with mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and sort of ending where it's just like, yet yeah, with the uh, with the suicidal suicidal person, right. and just sort of ending where just like the situations might be different, but we're all connected. I cried at the end. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, no, that's, uh,
0: that's, that says something. So, Crystal Osborne was the director on it. Uh, done very much in sort of uh, the Spalding Gray fashion where she was sitting at the table Mm. uh, talking to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, Would you think of that kind of a presentation of it? Did you want more? Did you feel it was adequate for what it was doing?
2: I felt it was adequate for what it was doing. Yeah. Um, Well, just because I hadn't seen a show like that before. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very minimalist in its presentation, but I think it was used well. I mean, the star of the show is more the writing than anything else. And it was just like, Here's this story. Here's some poetry. Um, what surprised me is that uh, Laura is actually a pretty good physical actor. Mm-hmm. Like when she's sort of embodying Pam at the office. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's somebody. Or the over-aggressive um, team builder, wh- which is just like, here are the rules for being a relay operator, verbatim, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah, but but yeah, I think the star of the show was really the writing more than like the set or the acting yeah, more yeah. than anything else, and of course like the people doing ASL, because she's like it's up there and you're watching the per- the person sign, and she's down there just kind of awkwardly sitting and waiting. Hmm,
0: hmm, hmm. Again, a great piece of theater because it brings us uh, a slice of life most of us don't ever encounter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always the power of live theater when, when that's possible. Yeah. Uh, when I saw it in the summer, she was using some projections on the screen. Was that the yeah. case this time around? Yeah,
2: she was still doing that.
0: Yeah. And did you find those engaging? I remember not being thrilled um, with the projections.
2: Uh, the, the projections were basic. I mean, I'd recently come off seeing um, the Belfry's latest production. What was that again?
3: Was it the Boom? Max? No. 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 Um, no what was uh, oh, Ministry of Grace. History. Yeah, that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which really went yeah. above and beyond with the projections I wow, think wow that's yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. in comparison it was just yeah, some text yeah um, the, but the standout was like the people do, doing the ASL yeah not like the, the poetry or the I think it was just the poetry and maybe something else hmm. but it didn't leave that much of an impact yeah. on me
0: Mm. I really enjoy watching uh, sign language interpreters at work. And I often when I see them with a piece of live theater, I, I tend to watch them almost as much as what's going on a stage because it is like a piece of choreography. Like mm-hmm. you really get into the movement of it all. And I like watching how the audience reacts to what they're signing and uh, you know how that all works. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I've seen that a few times. Yeah, so.
1: it's great that we're seeing... I mean, obviously this is part of the entire production, but it's just great to see it when you happen to be in one of those uh, performances. Yeah. It's yeah. just nice to, to see more of it happening.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I was glad that I got a chance to see it. And it's a shame that no one else who missed it during the fringe isn't going to be able to see it yeah. if they didn't already.
0: But on the plus side, if you liked yes. what you saw of Laura Ann Harris, uh, she, I uh, hear through the group grapevine, will be coming back in town in October and doing a show. So, uh, so we can. That yeah, seems to be a little bit mo- more of her there.
1: Plenty of time for all of this to blow over. <laughs> hopefully, yes. hopefully. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because the stuff that was Where's coming in next week at Spark, I was really yeah. looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, between breaths, I was really looking forward to seeing that. And uh, Kismet, things have changed as well. And I only got to see one of the mini plays, and I really enjoy the mini play experience. Yeah. Donfrey, so.
2: Yeah, I didn't get to see a mini
1: play. Yeah, the yeah. mini plays are a really neat part of the Spark Festival. That's yeah. a very, uh, very cool thing. So, yeah, it's just such a bummer. Spark is one of my favorite festivals of the year, and <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, so many things are. Um, have gotten gotten axed and I'm really, really feeling for a lot of our friends who work in the performing arts and music and everything right now who are, yeah, this is a huge blow for them mm-hmm. in terms of their livelihoods. So it's It'll tough.
0: be uh, worry- worryingly fascinating to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, arts groups at the best of times <laughs> uh, are struggling to make ends meet, yeah. even the successful ones. Yeah. Uh, and to have this kind of thing punch in the middle of their seasons where we don't even know how long it's going to go on. How much do you cancel? Do you cancel mm-hmm. two weeks ahead? Yeah. Two, two months? ahead like we don't know some people are taking interesting approaches Uh, UVic school of music is live streaming some of their shows and we pulled up the live streamed uh, concert on Saturday and they had 2700 views for it which considering Mm -hmm. it just dropped out of the blue that's not bad Uh, for the previous Saturday they they live stream a lot of their shows anyways but for the previous Saturday, they had a thousand views for that one. So, that's, so.
1: yeah, obviously people are paying attention. And as people are stuck inside with mm-hmm. not much to do, or yeah, I think we'll see more of that. I mean, uh, like Tim, you had mentioned the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra.
3: Yep. Yeah. Now, there was a big live stream for them, uh, which I tuned into parts of. And, you know, it, it's such a odd conundrum we find ourselves in. I, I should even mention that, like, the, the orchestra was set in spaced apart oh. every oh, yeah, other yeah, yeah. every other musician. Oh. Um I am not first in the yeah, specific yeah. positions but I can tell you that even to a lay person like me like when it comes to orchestras uh lots of people absent from the orchestra mm. uh probably as a precaution. And like it's it's such a fascinating in, in a troubling way a phenomenon to consider like how starved uh people are going to be for any kind of relief from the anxieties of this situation and how arts companies are going to have to figure out a way if there's a way to innovate around that. Uh, Something that we might want to talk about is the um, planned social festival uh, that uh, Nick Green has set up. Uh, He's a player from Toronto, and he had this great idea that people could do uh, if they've got any kind of um, archival footage Hmm. uh, shot of their shows, if they have any kind of video capacities, uh submit your things to him and he will put it on in a sort of festival capacity you know oh, just as oh. his online kind of thing you know so it may be that like that's the kind of thing that we have to pursue in a time like this yeah, yeah.
0: i mean historically historically let me just pull up my <laughs> history degree for a minute um throughout, throughout history there have been occasions where theaters have been closed for a variety of reasons uh sometimes political uh new york's out uh, uh post nine one one. Uh, sometimes political in that uh, the government changes. There's uh, a 40-year period in British history uh, in the mid-17th century where the Puritans were in power and they closed Mm. down a lot of theatres because they consider them sinful. Uh, Labour relations have seen theatres shut down for strikes over the years. Uh, weather for uh, outdoor theaters uh, had to close during the winter months Uh, and then of course disease so uh, bubonic plague when it swept through London uh, in the late 16th and early 17th centuries that closed down theaters a number of times there and then in the early 20th century the Spanish flu closed down theaters in a number of countries as well 1918, 1919 Mm -hmm. granted we haven't seen anything like this recently Mm -hmm. uh, when SARS hit uh, the Toronto area in the early 2000s. What did they
1: do? They threw a giant <laughs> concert! <laughs> it was like to bring people oh back! No. Rolling stones! That's
0: and true. yet we're seeing bands now canceling. Pearl Jam canceled their concert, so yeah. it's not like that. Rage happening. Against the
1: Machine postponed yeah. their massive reunion tour that everyone was excited about. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, some of the bigger things in the States, of course, that have canceled South by Southwest and Coachella. Broadway's closed for a month right now. Yeah. They just wow. started the
1: MGM shutting down all their Las Vegas resorts. Yeah. Um, the CDC in the U.S. just called for a ban of any gathering over fifty people in the United States for eight weeks. So that's
0: so huge. fifty people, you know. And this brings up the other yeah. question: Like, yes, if you're going ahead with your show, even if it's an A.D.C. theater, are people going to come? Yeah. And should they come? Yeah. You know, yeah. like granted, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to be hysterical at all because we only have one case on the island right now.
1: Well, that we know of. That we
0: know of. We <laughs> have one case on the island that we know of. So right now we're in very good shape, but I get the idea of social distancing. I get the idea of self, uh, what's the term? Quarantine, Thank you. Yeah. Self-quarantine. All these new languages yeah. that are coming in. Uh, I get that idea. So it'll be interesting to see how people come about. Brianna, you had mentioned the, um, uh, the movie theaters that were showing, uh, live theater. Yeah. And operas and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: yeah the Odeon. Yeah. Um, Yates.
0: Yeah. But then that brings yeah. also up the idea that you would have to go to a theater to mm-hmm. to watch those yeah. performances.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But but they are live streaming it at the very least. Hmm. So yeah. I don't think it would be well, maybe it would be that hard for them to set up a platform, but they at least have like the technology and they do have stuff that's been recorded. They do have stuff that's like they have the cameras set up that are hmm. getting like the right the right angles. Yeah. You aren't mm-hmm. watching something from like the back of the theater, sure, yeah. like a like a middle school recording. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, hours. given that
1: that you know, Symphony Stream got twenty six thousand views on Sunday, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're gonna see some more companies rethinking that. Um, I mean, something. This is kind of silly, but you know, Disney dropped Frozen two three months early <laughs> on their streaming platforms. You know, so maybe they can't we're do that. maybe we're gonna be seeing. <laughs> Um, people releasing digital media a little bit earlier yeah. or, or skipping the theater even mm-hmm. you i mean, know like
0: that we've never lived in an era where there's more easier access to streaming services mm-hmm. like there's so many streaming services now i guess the trick is getting your material there and trying to find some sort of financial compensation for showing it you know? uh yeah
1: I mean yeah I mean I don't we're... know if
0: the symphony was paid do you know if that symphony concert people have unfortunately to pay
3: to i don't i know they didn't have to pay because i was able to see it Oh okay. <laughs> but uh you know uh it's it's such a tricky thing because like you know um all the artists that i speak to about this issue not just the artists you know uh but in in terms of all the people that surround the box office staff um photographers i know who do shoot throughs hmm. uh designers all the backstage folks these are people for whom you know we're used to living on a bit of a knife's edge, but this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen this kind of um, phenomenon where it's just you're you're literally unsure if you're going to be able to eat. You know, yeah. um, this month, next month, and that can be so upsetting and so terrifying, and the avenues for which people like can try to support them are limited unfortunately i mean uh there's really no uh roadmap for this kind of thing yeah. you know when we talk about like governments are talking about things like oh well we need be- better labor laws and stuff that won't protect a contract worker yeah. you know a part-time staffer maybe you know they might get a paid sick day if a government passes a very stringent kind of labor law a contract worker like an arts worker has to rely on if they're lucky, a union, and by the time these guidelines kind of catch up to this situation, it's already too late. Yeah, they've
1: mm-hmm. already lost their their mm-hmm. money. And I know that there was some uh, indication from, I think it might have been the heritage minister to, for people to document their losses. But you're right, by the time the government gets their act together, I mean... Granted, I, you know this is a very fluid situation. There's so many fires to be put it, put out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time they get figured, a relief package figured out, it's too late, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. no safety net. Yeah, it's just like for and I mean, so much of our economy is a gig economy right now too. Mm-hmm. Like for yeah. for folks, you know, it's just scary.
3: I'm glad you brought that up, though, Amanda. That like to be clear. It's not like there's anybody to blame, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a point that I want to emphasize as well, because when you're in a situation like this, um, and this is sort of me trying to speak to our our listeners here, I know that the temptation can, when you're helpless, to find somebody to blame, and there isn't really anybody to blame, especially mm-hmm. in Canada. People are are trying their very best to keep up with this thing, and for the most part from what i see our health officials are doing their absolute best um all you can kind of do is turn to each other and try to support each other in this kind of thing and what you're doing right now the people that i see online putting out messaging about things like how can we help each other how can we get through this innovate try to find ways uh donate your ticket to the theater for Mm -hmm. instance you know if you had booked something in and uh you are seeking a refund, consider the possibility of simply saying you can keep my money because I don't want to see you go under, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It's, it's all very positive messaging that I see out there. So I encourage that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know when uh, I got the email from the Victoria symphony about what they were doing, they had a list of alternatives that you could do. Um, One of them was, yeah, you can get your refund and then donate it back and get a charitable tax receipt, which uh, you know, if you, so that's a nice option. Sure. Um, instead of just, even if, instead of just not even getting a refund for your ticket, that way you get a little something in return as, uh, as the person who purchased the ticket. So, but they also asked, don't do that right now. Like maybe wait, <laughs> um, because they're, everybody's overwhelmed right now. So, yeah. you know, yeah. hang on to the yeah. ticket, get your refund in a bit, and then we'll give yeah. you a tax
0: receipt. I like that so. idea of, uh, contributing that ticket money mm-hmm. back to the, uh, whoever you bought it from. I mm-hmm. think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be here to see how that applies to, you know, things like concerts. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Sarah Harmer has canceled recently. And uh, if you get a refund on that ticket, does that go, how much of that goes to the venue? How much of that goes to the promoter? How yeah. much of it goes to the artist? You know, that'll be interesting yeah, to see. Yeah, because
1: with concerts, they're like for-profit groups as yeah. opposed to um, like a the symphony or a theater company, which are usually non-profit groups. So it's a little bit of a different model. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, you know, some of these productions, like the theater productions, are they, they're probably more likely to get canceled as opposed to postponed. Right. So Mm -hmm. like the concerts, a lot of them, I think, will happen eventually. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the different. Yeah, the different ways these things get applied. And, yeah, yeah, so,
0: you know, the difficult thing is going to be um, the shows that are coming up that are. A month or six weeks out mm-hmm. you know ccpa coming up with their production of newsies yeah, do you, uh, the belfry coming up with their end of the season well show, yeah know? because
1: like can you even rehearse well that's it like
0: you know
2: yeah that's actually a
0: good point yeah that. yeah yeah you know where do you rehearse how much do you plan how what about advertising like yeah. you know if you've already got advertising out there if you don't have any advertising out there do you cancel your advertising you know it's just mm-hmm it's crazy Yeah, it's crazy just because the
1: show is in two months it's not like it just magically appears in yeah. two months right like yeah. there's yeah. so much work that goes into it yeah. leading yeah. up to that so yeah, yeah, the,
0: talking about the symphony the opera things like that like imagine staging a whole opera and having mm-hmm. well and that. just and
1: just think about all the holes we're gonna see later on like in terms of things like you know film and television and all these weird holes we're gonna see later on in terms of all these things that aren't gonna be happening now that yeah. You take know. so much lead time
2: no and when the uh, phoenix got canceled because the theater only held like 190 people
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh they were mentioning they were counted like both the cast and the crew and that yeah mm-hmm. that's right so and that
0: just pushed them close enough to 250 you know i think with everybody yeah. totally in, it was about 230 people mm-hmm. which yeah. is close enough but again yeah. mm-hmm. the responsible thing like if they're saying 250 and you got 200 like yeah like really things. yeah what are you gonna do it's, it's you know? tough it's yeah, so yeah. tough uh, especially with, you know, the Phoenix is an educational program where mm. uh, these, these yeah. student actors and designers are being evaluated for their grade on what they do, you know. So that's a difficult thing right there.
1: Well, and I mean, now UVic is, they've totally, like now the university has totally shut down all classes. For classes. classes. Yeah, for yeah. yeah. so. classes. Yeah.
0: But not for staff. No, so. that's still um, be going into work tomorrow. I know. Tomorrow. We're both, yeah. yeah, see you <laughs> that's right. at the computer lab. <laughs> yeah, you work at the computer lab, which is there a more germ-heavy environment oh, yeah. than the computer lab? I don't think we we'll be going to work for much, much longer. longer. Oh, we oh wow! Yeah, but
1: nice. we licelled the the heck yeah. out
2: of those keyboards. Sure,
0: anyway, sure. I
1: guess we'll we'll all be. Um, seeing what happens yeah and
0: I would say for people who are who are interested in still going out and attending events um, you know just do do some checking see mm-hmm. you know for to the best of my knowledge the art gallery of Greater Victoria is still open mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a venue where you can go and you can move around and mm-hmm. stay away from people pretty easily they are cancelling certain events urban mm-hmm. was cancelled uh, the RBCM is still open to the mm-hmm. best of my knowledge and uh, they are also canceling some events there specifically. Unfortunately, the next uh, production by the Fake Goat Fake Ghost Tour guys uh, oh, no. has been canceled, which is too bad because oh. I love their show. Oh.
1: Um, I'm sure they'll be back. Yeah. Um, did you see them at the Fringe?
0: I did not. I don't. Think I oh, if they're, they're there at this yeah. Fringe, yeah. go see them. Yeah, they're they're be, yes, they'll be. Okay. They'll be back. Yeah. Didn't
1: they do one like at the BC? Museum?
0: They did. I saw that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, my it was gosh. Excellent.
1: Um, the weather's also supposed to get really nice. Social distancing is a great opportunity to go outside.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. And
0: apparently COVID-19 is harder, harder to contract when you're outside. Yes. Yeah, so. like you,
2: you just get it from people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, if so you step outside, you're go not going to get sick. Go outside. Unless you're,
0: <laughs>
1: unless you're going to a but crowded d- Listen to our podcast on a mobile device. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll
0: see a spate of uh, site-specific work happening outside. That uh, would be kind of cool. Yeah, moving their shows
3: outdoor.
1: That would be yeah. neat. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool.
3: Yeah, Well, I think we should be cheered by the fact that we work with people who are smart enough to know how to create things in the most dire of circumstances. I think we'll see yeah. some
1: pretty yeah. cool innovation happening, yeah. like maybe some streaming stuff uh, that... Um, the festival that you were talking about by that toronto uh artist that, that yeah. sounds really I, so that's really the cool. social
3: distancing i think i called it the social festival it is the social distancing festival, social yeah. distancing festival. <laughs> which, okay. which is perfect <laughs> is i perfect. think
1: i think we'll see uh i i know that people have been sharing um some museum exhibits that you can tour virtually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's lots of stuff like that so you can just look at Yeah. Speaking of, uh,
2: some people are actually making like developing their own museums. Yeah. I saw one thing on YouTube where it's just like the the bird museum Mm -hmm. where people submitted art. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think yeah. As recently, there was
2: even like someone put together a library in Minecraft. Oh. Yeah. Of like all censored stuff. (laughs) 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 Like like banned government
1: stuff. Yeah. If people wanted to go. Check that out. Just head down to Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we'll probably see some, before this is all over, we'll probably see some pretty interesting innovation happening. And it might actually push the envelope on some of these things that we thought were barriers in terms of things we couldn't do with performing arts. I think we'll see some of those envelopes pushed. Unfortunately. I think it's because they're forced into a position where they have to
2: Yeah. For for stuff like um, disability barriers, it was just like, unfortunately, it was probably like we can afford not to do anything. Yeah, Mm. but now it's just like, you have to at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lauren Michaels said, "There's no creativity without limitations." (laughs) (laughs) It's true. A lot of limitations, so we'll see some creativity. And if you're part of. a cultural group in town, let us know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll post things on our Facebook page. We'll talk about them here on the podcast as well. It's hard to say what we're going to be seeing in the next few weeks. We can't mm-hmm. really even tell you what yeah. we're going to review. Yeah. Um, we might
1: not even be able to get together and do another podcast. Yeah. So, um, what would we yeah. talk about if we didn't see any of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so please, if you have something that you're doing, um, let us know. Um, our email is yyj at gmail or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Check the program and we're happy to share your events or your innovations or anything. Just hit us up. Um, But if it's unsafe to do so, we will not be encouraging people to leave the house. If it gets to that, (laughs) no, seriously, if it gets to that point, if it's against advice by the public health officer or anything like that, I don't think we'll be like telling people to go yeah. out. Yeah. Um. So keep that in mind. But
0: one thing you can do yeah. during all this is listen to your radio. And with <laughs> that in mind, our host of this podcast, CFUV, yeah. are in the middle of their fun drive. Yeah,
1: right that's now. right. So CFUV uh, does uh, syndicate our podcast now. So thank you, CFUV 101.9 f- 101. <laughs> 101. <laughs> FM in Victoria. They're in the middle of their fun drive right now. It's on until March 20th. So, uh, if you go to their website, which is cfuv.ca, they've got it plastered all over their website right now, ways that you can donate. Their goal is $40,000, so please donate and support them if you can. Um, So, you can listen to us there on the third Monday of every month at 11 a.m., or you can find our podcast at any time, wherever... Yeah, you listen to podcasts uh, or our main website is on anchor.fm slash check the program. So uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll be back again in a month sure. together. Let's think together. Yes, yes, let's yeah. think positive. We'll be getting back together. So until next time, I'm Amanda Farrell I'm Brianna Bach.
0: I'm John Thrillffall. I'm Tim Ford.
1: And don't forget to check
2: the program. The greatest
0: show. The greatest show you know. The program. Check the program. Check the program. It's called Check the program. Check
3: the program. Check the program. Check the program. Check the program. Check the program.
2: Check the program, yeah.